So I had a flashback to my Kansas days, and uh, the first time I, I went out and played in, in that kind of weather, the first round, it was a C-tier, the first round was like 61 degrees or so, and then this massive front hit, and it rained and sleeted on us, and I'm out there in a shorts and a hoodie, and uh, and I was in the on the lead card, after the first round and I fell off the lead card after and did not cash. So I learned my lessons, pack lots of, of layers for sure. But from what I saw up there in Waco, it seemed like that kind of snow, that wet kind of nasty, rainy, windy, wet snow. It didn't seem like a fun time to me. It reminded me of what Greg had said in one of his interviews that we had done. And I know it's a guy just you played against. He said that you have to mentally prepare for that day. But when you sent that out, and although I think we knew some kind of snow might happen, what you sent out was amazing with that video. I know that Chrissy sent it out, and some of the other players in Waco, Brett Barker and a few others had sent some of the pictures out. And it just got worse and worse and worse. And it made me think of you and Sprague in that conversation of, you gotta practice even in the worst conditions. And moving forward, I don't wanna, you know, Rooney thinks that we'll talk about a little bit later, but he's like, when is when? When is enough? Uh, and when do the TDs decide enough is enough in those conditions? So I was quite amazed. It was in Texas, it's just strange to see people playing snow. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just, I don't know. It, it didn't appeal to me whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> me neither. <laughs> I was not happy with it. I mean, usually it doesn't bother me. I figure as long as you get the, the layers. And you got enough towels and, you know, snow is better than rain, you know. Um, but, no, I, I wasn't – that didn't look very fun to me. But we have somebody on the show tonight who's going to Well, that that, that, that kind of leads us into the big news. And I think that this is amazing for the Fling Show. We have taken organic steps, as you like to always say, and how this came about and how this has transpired over the last couple hours, but also how we thought about this a few weeks back and just kept – 
kind of mulling it over and mulling it over. I know we had had some conversations about it, but bringing on this new member, we are adding a new member to the Fling Show. Um, as a team, we could not be happier. I think this is a perfect person to fit where we, as a Fling Show team, are moving forward, the direction that we all love and the most interested in. So if we can have Matt drop that video, you're going to get to see who our new Fling Show member is, and we're going to bring them on right after the video. So enjoy. Can you see the lyrics? the bag we have our newest member welcome to the the team miss Chrissy Fountain thank you so much for joining us we are so privileged to have you on our team our Austin correspondent we're reaching out trying to cover the state and we knew that you were the perfect person for that amazing video that you sent this weekend I know we all were just flabbergasted by it I could not imagine throwing trying to even pick a disc to throw across that water it looked like you were throwing champion and i always always heard throw something soft 
but amazing job by you. But congratulations, welcome to the show, and thank you for joining the team. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And I reciprocate all of those feelings. I am so, so excited about this and all the opportunities um, that are ahead of us. And um, I am just so on board to get started with this and to represent Austin um, for you guys. And uh, yeah, just keep the conversation going and, and open. So I'm, I can't wait. Yeah, I think the most important thing that we've always thought here at the Fleen Show is, is growing the sport, getting more eyes on the sport, and bringing attention to other divisions, and especially with the FPO and just the, F, the, the female division in particular from all levels. We are so excited that this is something that you're going to help us uh, hopefully expand not only to the Austin market, but the Houston market, bringing more eyes and more ladies to this game, I think is just a huge compliment to not only you and Meredith and the rest of the ladies that we've been able to watch over the last few months because it is exploding. Uh, the number of players that are out there are incredible, and we are so fortunate to team you two ladies up because I think that with you two powers and to be, it's going to be a great dream team because y'all are going to do great things and introducing these two players who have never played because one thing I love about you both is you make everyone feel so comfortable not only when you play with them but when you speak to them so I'm looking forward to that I know him is looking forward to that what else are you looking forward to well, well, I mean, I mean you, know, you know, Chris and I started, started this thing like, like, I don't know how long, eight, nine, eight, 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 eight months ago, ago. So like, like, like that. And, and uh, back, back in the day, in the day before, before Matt came along, um, Matt Lang, Lang, we had to, we had to do, do everything, everything ourselves. ourselves. And, and there, and there are a lot of hours, 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 hours that Chris, Chris spends on, on his editing and stuff like that. And there's this kind of interesting sort of vibe that happens when you put that kind of work in. And I know you feel it out on the on the course when you're working on it it's a soul glow it's like a it comes from the heart and and when when i saw the messages come across from meredith about you know getting you to join on the team because we'd already talked about it and you've always kind of seemed like one of us anyway and, and uh, i just got that same soul glow you know whenever it, it comes from the heart you know and uh and that you know it just felt so good and, and we're just so lucky to have someone of your caliber and and your vibe you know we appreciate it thank you for joining us for sure yeah i really really appreciate the kind words and um you know every single time i've come on so far to talk with you guys it's been an absolute blast and just the the timing and like how everything worked out was so crazy if you don't mind i'll tell a little bit of of what happened oh, like, today yeah. Like just today. Okay. So I, um, I got the message from Meredith and she said, Hey, uh, congrats on your win in Waco. Do you want to come on the fling show again tonight? And I was like, yeah, like it's never even a question. Of course I want to, this is like amazing. It's the highlight of my week whenever I get to come and chat with you guys. Um, and so I texted my husband and I said, Hey, I'm super excited. I'm going back on the, on the fling show tonight, um, to talk about Waco and all that kind of stuff. And he was like, Oh man, that's cool. He was like, maybe they should, you know, like, I don't know, bring you on as like a regular or something like that. And I was like, yeah, they have two guy hosts. Why can't they have two girl hosts? You know, we might as well balance things out. Right. And he was like, oh yeah, it would be so good. You could like represent Austin, you know, you could bring in different people, like really help them to like expand and, um, and bring like, you know, different ideas and, and all of that kind of stuff. And that was at like 1140. 
okay, 1140, you guys. At 1220, I got the message from Chris and he was like, hey, so we were thinking it would be really cool to bring you on as part of like the team. And I just like didn't even know what to think. I was like, wait, is this real life? Because I hadn't said anything, you know? And I was like, maybe, you know, maybe tonight during the, the pre-show, I'll kind of like put a bug in their ear. Like, hey, what do you guys think about, you know, making this kind of like a regular thing? So like, I wasn't going to say anything. And then it just happened. And I really love whenever things can happen like organically and naturally. And I mean, really like it doesn't happen more organically than that. Like the stars totally aligned we we're all on the same page um so absolute no-brainer so this is this is awesome i can't wait yeah well hey that's that's really really cool and confirming to hear you say that um yeah. because you know we we were just a small little operation in a garage you know and and <laughs> we we felt like you know we didn't want to make you feel obligated even <laughs> to come on the show and so when yeah. you, you said that and I saw that screenshot of that, that conversation between you and Neil, I was like, that's cool. I mean, that, yeah. that's like, that warms my heart. So, yeah, you know, yeah, I definitely really had the warm, the warm fuzzies. I'm for glad sure. you had the same Yeah. And I mean, I think you guys have really like hit a, a niche market. Um, like with the way the disc golf is like growing, you know, you have the disc golf pro tour network and you have the disc golf guy and like, you're getting all of these different athletes um, and, and outlets where people can come on and talk about disc golf. And with the way that it's growing right now, um, man, like the possibilities are endless. So good stuff. I'm so excited. Yeah. Great. Great to have you. Hey, let me talk about um, Waco a little bit. Waco. Yeah, because I read, I love reading your wrap-ups, you know, yeah. like end of, you know, after, I love that. That's my, I've Thanks. actually done a couple of those, and knowing that, you know, it's kind of, you know, you're putting yourself out there, it's kind of a weird thing, you know, you're telling yeah. about the intricacies, but man, I love reading your wrap-up, and how you wanted to cry on every hole, and it's like that, you know, it's, it's really, hats off to you for taking that win, that's one you'll never forget, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's um, um, on that. Tell me a little bit about how how that round started. It didn't look like it was totally snowy when you started. Was it raining or what what was the weather like at the well, beginning? So it started off um with them posting tea times on Saturday night and look or yeah, Saturday night. And it's saying that I was teeing off at eight twenty in the morning and Saturday we didn't tee off until like 1130. So I was like, Oh my gosh, that's so early. Like, you know, we're driving back to Austin. It's an hour and a half drive. So I'm already calculating in my head, like, okay, we have to wake up at five, leave by six. Like, man, this is an early day. And Neil didn't tee off until 1140 on Sunday. So we have this like, you know, huge gap. And so we're like, do we take separate cars? Do we take the same car? Like, what, what do we do? So we finally figured it out where he was like, I'm just going to ride with you. And then you'll just have to wait for me. Like it is what it is. Um, so fair enough. Right. So Sunday morning comes and we are driving up there and it is pouring down rain on us. You guys, it is raining hard an hour and a half drive from Austin to Waco and the rain never let up. And so the whole time I'm like, okay, like this is like, this is, it's going to be better. Like it's not going to be this bad. Right. And so we got there and I started warming up and like, it was still drizzling a little bit and it was cold. Um, but it, it like, it was manageable, like when we were warming up and so 820 gets there and, um, it's still, it's still raining. It's just rain at this point. And then it starts to kind of like 
sleet slash like hail a little bit like really <laughs> like tiny droplets of ice and i'm like oh man um this is bad <laughs> and so by uh by whole like three i think is whenever it was like full-on snow like it was just coming down and it wasn't like it wasn't like the nice kind of snow that like drifts down it was like the in your face like <laughs> you can't open your eyes kind of snow and um in your I, face, I, in your face. <laughs> like i was just like i was just miserable and you know, I was like, I know this is like a, a, a situation that I'm going to look back on and I'm going to be glad that I went through it. But like in the, like in the moment, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Like it sucked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the only way to like put it. It was, it was, I was not prepared. Um, I didn't have good shoes. Like my feet were frozen and they were wet. Oh. And I had this like rechargeable hand warmer that I was really excited about. And it lasted like an hour and then it died. Um, <laughs> And like, and you know, and like I, so, and, and I kind of came to a realization. So like, I, I do a lot of four, four hands. Like you guys saw that in the video. That's like my main, you know, my main power throw. Right. And like, okay, we can go down a whole rabbit hole if we start talking about grips of four hands. But when I forehand, I use a one finger grip. Me too. Okay? Yeah, me too. So I have that, one... Actually, that was going to be my question. How do you yeah. grip it? With a yes. forehand, because so I, you guys, I saw the video. I have, I have one finger. I have one finger to rely on, and if this finger is not perfectly dry, like per like perfect condition, like I'm struggling, mm -hmm. and um, it yeah, it was just tough. <laughs> uh, did uh, your plastic choice? Did you kind of plan for that at all? Because I know I'm the same way. I'm a one finger flicker. I do both back and front like you do, but one finger flicker. Did you choose a different plastic on your way up there? Were you prepared with a bunch of plastic in your car? What were your thoughts on that? Because I know I don't like throwing champion plastic in the cold, especially in the wet. Um, No, I didn't think about it at all. I'll be super honest with you. I thought about it a lot. Like hindsight is always twenty twenty. So I was like, man, I should have filled my bag with like um, you know, mints, royal plastic, like they're kind of like base gummy plastic. I should have mm -hmm. filled my bag with royal bobcats, like DX plastic that I have sitting on my shelf that I like <laughs> never pick up. Like I I should have picked up all of like the really gummy stuff. Um, because I was trying to throw like pro plastic and star plastic and like it just was it just wasn't working out. <laughs> how how was the footwork? Was there was it pretty much just stand and deliver? I know if you're throwing a forehand. You don't, you don't need much of a step up. Is that pretty much how you were getting up the fairway? Yeah, so pretty much. I was definitely probably only throwing like 60%. Um, I definitely couldn't put like a full power or a full run up to it. And believe it or not, like even my putting, the footwork was kind of sketchy because we were, I was only like, I don't know, four feet from this basket, but it was like, it was like on a hill. Like I was standing like downhill and when I went to like release my putt on this four foot putt, like my foot, my front foot slipped and I ended up putting it like 20 feet, feet past the basket into the woods. And, um, yeah, you know, yeah, I don't even know what to say. Um, well, the, but, box is, the box is very icy as well because I couldn't really tell if they were wet or if they were icy, but they, you know, both yeah. of those are terrible. 
Yeah, they were just, they were just wet. Um, they weren't really icy. I think, well, and they might've been for the later cards. Um, but we started so early that like, it hadn't really like accumulated that much yet. Um, but you know, I don't know if you guys know how the beast is laid out, but the first like kind of nine holes are like out in the open, right? There's a lot of like space and stuff. Um, and then when you get to the back nine, it's really super wooded. And so we got to that back nine and, um, on the first hole, we like get halfway up the fairway and there's just this massive branch that just like had fallen from the weight of the snow. Um, and then we get to the next hole and like the branches are like encompassing the fairway and there's literally like no line. And so we kind of like trudged our way through that hole. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, we see Steven Story and uh, the tournament director and Stephanie Vincent, who's the Texas PGA coordinator, was on my card with me. And, you know, they kind of got to talking and, you know, it, it wasn't really the concern of the snow itself. It wasn't the concern of the driving conditions, but it was the concern of those back nine holes and um, the integrity or the lack thereof of the branches and the weight of the snow, like you know, snapping those branches that was really detrimental to the safety of the players. And um, so that ultimately was like the driving decision to call the tournament like mid round like that. Um, fortunately, it happened before any of the MPO guys teed off. So, you know, it was it was crazy. y'all. I've never been through anything like that ever. <laughs> so you so you played 10 holes. Is that is that what 10 I mean? or 11? 10 or 11. And that's how they base the determine on those 11 holes? No. Or so, previous round? Yeah, so we played on Saturday. Um, we played our round at Cameron Park on Saturday. And per the PDGA rules, you have to play 13 holes in a round for it to, like, count towards a full round. And so since we didn't get to that point, basically everything we had played up to then was nil. So – at least for like for our division and for the pro guys, the winners basically just went off of the one round from Saturday. Ah, uh, I see. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. okay. So did, the, do you feel like the PDGA made any decision or conscious decision for the uh, participants based upon driving back home? I do know that the weather was also terrible as you had mentioned as well, that you were glad that you did not drive and Neil did, even yes. though you were mad that he didn't get to suffer like you did. I love that yeah. comment. That was awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, did, do you feel like they made a decision based upon any of that information? Because I know uh, the perils of driving. I don't like driving late, much less driving in snow, rain, sleet, and ice. Um, you know, I, I really, to be honest, I don't know. I, I have to imagine that that went through um, their thought process when they were making the decision because you guys, there was like 280 players in this tournament. Um, and to be responsible, you know, ultimately for like the lives of that many people, like I know that sounds a little bit dramatic, but you know, that's a lot to take responsibility for. And if someone were to get like seriously injured um, or get in a bad accident, like leaving that tournament, um, I think it would like, that would be a really hard pill to swallow as a tournament director, because ultimately you are the one who decided to push forward in the conditions that we were under. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know the answer like 100%, but I have to say, I, I really think it, it probably went through his head when he was making that decision. Mm -hmm. 
Well, um, it was crazy. We heard it over Meredith, and and I can't wait to hear what these two had to discuss. I just, once again, am so happy, beyond happy, that you decided to join our Flame team. Me too. Uh, and, and thank you so much. Congratulations on the win again in Waco. And thank you. Thank you. Uh, can't wait to see what we do moving forward. Meredith? Hey, Chrissy. Congratulations hey, Chrissy. to the Between each throw and everything, and and 
you know, I, I felt bad because I was taking a long time, but then I also said, well, you know what, like I'm maintaining the lead. So like me taking this time is okay to make sure that I'm like making decent shots. Um, but it, I mean, it was tough and like major kudos to everyone who, who went through that because the people at Cameron Park, like they played, like they only canceled the second round for the people who were playing at the beast. And so the B pool who was playing Cameron Park on Sunday, they played 18 holes in that weather. Um, and even though it's quote unquote, like, you know, a, like a shorter course, an easier course. It, no, it's still hard. Um, you know, pars felt like birdies, bogeys oh. felt like pars. Like it was just one of those kind of days. Wow. Uh, that is crazy. I love seeing those pictures. I remember I played in the past. And it was so cold but this it's so fun to see online but I cannot imagine like being in it <laughs> it's so pretty and thank you for sharing all the pictures and videos but I absolutely I, I have to give like major credit to Neil he was he was the one who took all of those videos um I know I like gave him a yeah. hard time in my you Facebook post because I know I gave him a hard time in my Facebook post because I was like, oh, Neil didn't have to play those holes, whatever. But he was such a trooper and he walked those holes with me and got those videos. And he was like, I know these are going to come in handy because you're probably never going to play in a situation like this again. <laughs> so yeah. so hats off to him for sure. That's my that's that's so my cool. So cool. Well, I'm so excited to have you on and I'm looking forward to seeing you at minute coming up. And girl, I'm yeah. So much fun. I, yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much. I really can't. I'm, I'm just so it's grateful. Um, and yeah, this is going to be great. Yes. Thank you. We love it. Thanks. All right. Good seeing you tonight. We'll talk to you soon, Chrissy. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye. Wow. I think. We just landed another mega deal. I feel like connection. I feel like we won the the lottery somehow. I mean, twice. Yeah. Well, actually, three times now. We won the lottery with Matt. We won the lottery with Meredith, and now we won the lottery with Chrissy. I'm can't wait to see what moving forward. But I do want to ask the question to you before we kind of close the show. All right. When, as a player. Especially, she's an open player. She's sponsored. Her, her, she's been paid to play, right? When do you make that decision about this is okay and then this is not? Because, like I said, Sprague had said, "Hey, you gotta get mentally ready to play in some challenging um, uh, times, whether it's rain, whether it's snow, and whether it's even heat." Because you know, out of those three things, I would much rather play in the heat. But that snow and that wet, when do you make that decision like, you know what, this may not be good for me moving forward? And it was obviously she was feeling that as well. Yeah, I don't know. The, you know, the, my first wind was, the wind was blowing 50 miles an hour and woke me up. You know, it, it almost knocked my house over. And I decided, okay, it's time to go play some disc golf. <laughs> <laughs> and this was in Kansas. Man. And the wind blows in Kansas. I mean, it blows. Uh, but, yeah, I mean... You know, you, you just really never know when it's going to be your day, really. You know, mm -hmm. you just got to show up, and and uh, it sounds like they already had it planned, and they were just going to hunker down and see what happens. Well, to drive all the way in there in the rain, mm -hmm. one, you know what got one me? mentally, I would be sitting there going, no way, you, no way, no way. And then it's cold, and so I'm a Texan. <laughs> Two things that just do not work in my vocabulary. Yeah. Cold, wet. wind. Wet, yeah, and I'm driving there for an hour and a half. That is some in, internal fortitude Demotion. to be able to go 
and say, I'm going to step on that box and I'm ready. I, I got to go practice. I got to warm up. I'm going to go compete. I handed out to her because when you sent me that video and I saw that because obviously she sent it, but you sent it to me, my mouth just dropped to the floor because being a Texan, that's not something I'm going to do. Well, and like we talked earlier, um, you know, Kansas, uh, we had a Monday night glow league all through the winter. <laughs> And, and when it was zero, it was bearable, you know? Mm. But if it was kind of 30-ish and snowing, it's unbearable because then you're wet. And it, it's the wet that gets you, you know? Yeah. As long as the wind's not blowing and it's just cold. And, you know, in Kansas, I played on some frozen tundra, and there were some fun rounds, you know? Mm. You just kind of get acclimated. And uh, it took me a long time after I moved here to become a wimp that I am today. <laughs> But I would not have played that tournament, that's well, for sure. moving forward, she did say that the worst thing she felt, which I always hate, is when your feet get wet. You don't. Yeah. You are the same way. You're like, hey, let's wait till the dew ends. I don't want to go play before the dew yeah. has been moved because you start walking and your feet get wet. Yeah. Now, obviously, we play in the hotter temperatures, but what is a good way to overcome that? Is there a shoe, well, a sock, have a, good, a heater? I what have it, the what, shoes. Oh, you have the shoes, Meredith. Yeah, has the these shoes. these they're Adidas Turex, but I can walk and do. I can walk in a puddle and good. I'm dry. Nice. That's good to know. Do you have you do the socks? Do you do like socks? Socks? I tried those. I'm just not good at keeping up with laundry, so I lost yeah. one. The dog ate one. And hunting boots and hammers. Hunting boots, hunting boots. and hammers. Yeah. Because I don't like the I don't like the feet warmers because they tell you to put them on the bottom of your feet and those are the most uncomfortable things to walk on. I mean, if you're sitting in a blind and you're hunting, yeah, I guess that's a great thing to have. But those warmers that they have for your feet as well, I guess you need to put them on top. But I, yeah, it just I know I just know that I'm not a big fan of those. So I was often wondering what you do as a pro when you know you're gonna have to play in those wet. Do you have I a specialty you like to wear? I don't. I don't. And and I've never worn water shoes or anything like that. But if something like that came up, I do have some rubber boots that I would have probably have worn for mm -hmm. that for the snow. Gotcha. And they're they're pretty grippy, you know. I probably would have gone with that. But I think you know the thing that I was gonna ask her. Uh, and I did, we talked a little bit about it, is that forehand. Because I've always heard that the forehand is not a good throw when your hands are oh, wet. It's terrible. Yeah. Oh, not only just it's, wet, it, but the footing, cold. though. But the footing, though, like when you can't, like you, if you're just going to stand there and throw, which in those videos, you saw a lot of that. Mm -hmm. Guys weren't really, or girls and guys weren't really running up. It was just kind of like. Do what you can. And well, I think that everybody, when you when you release a disc backhanded, it's not the same as when you flick because the pressures that you put on these fingers are amazing. And if you flick out in the cold, you and I played football, and you played in much more colder weather than I did most of the time. Mm -hmm. That hit, that sting right then, it just reverberates through your whole body. Yeah. Imagine with a one-handed flick, like she said, one everything finger. was in one finger. That's good you don't flick with both hands. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it gets a roll. I don't know. what we'll to see. But that yeah. one finger yeah, grip, you mess that finger up and it starts zinging and it hurts and starts. Yeah. You can't feel right the rest of the day. So when she said that, I said, I know exactly how you feel because it's Shawshank with that rain that came down the way it did my one-handed flick was which i had to do like you said because you want to stand and be planted because any other type of movement that slipping for me and i think anybody else is dangerous so you know hats off to her and to be able to play those 10 holes i know mentally that was the toughest challenge but to win at the same time congratulations on that we also need to throw out the fact that fred needham won 
I think yeah, in congrats. That's right. A tournament he's, also at the Waco over as three well. grand now, three thousand wins. Yes, and then um, and then also our immediate winner of the FA, FA uh, division, um, Sweden. Kelsey. Yeah, Kelsey. Yeah, congrats, Kelsey. There. I did see that Mike, did you see Mike had uh, not finished the last round? Oh, really? Yeah, because I think that there were quite a few of those players who just kind of looked at that weather and just said, you know. Hey, but, you know, looking through this list, um, with the exception of the top three, Freddie was number four. Mm -hmm. Charlie Moore uh, was number five. Um, Tanner was in the top ten. Seth was right there with him, tied. A lot of Houston guys braved that, that weather and – they didn't play, play the second round. That's right. They didn't play the second round. But that right. still was inclement weather the first round. So. Yeah, it was still not not nice weather. But yeah, um, every every week we we see it. You know, we see the Houston guys coming by. Those sponsorship and girls rolling in. It's been amazing. I thought during this winter time we'd kind of be slowing down, but the reality is it's really kind of picked up. These sponsors have just been flying off the walls. Congratulations, Chris Fennel, by being picked up by LSD as well. There's more yep. than that uh, to go, go over. But, I mean, it's just been amazing uh, to see the sponsorships and the, of these players in this area and people stamp, stepping up and doing the sponsorships as well. So I hope those guys who are being sponsored, you really thank your sponsors. You, you get out there, you mention them, you hashtag them. Meredith does a great job. Um, and Miss Fountain does a great job as well. Hemi does a great job. Just make sure that, you know, you know, we're pressing for you to get sponsors, but make sure you're taking care of them at the same time. So just congratulations to everybody. Yep. And hey, let's talk about course maintenance real quick. Oh yeah. And and course degradation or whatever or what have you. Hey, if you're new to the sport Freelance if you're new to the sport, please find out who the course czar is. Um, or find out you know who's if you, before you do any clearing, don't just don't do it. Basically, um, pick up trash instead. That that was Alex's recommendation. Um, be nice to the courses, um, especially if you're new and you don't quite understand it. Sometimes an obstacle is there for a reason, and so that was that was kind of a, a downer to read. Um, well, I have noticed that a few Alex holes have been coming. changing in the last few days. At a few courses, not only yeah. Stonebridge, well, but also Northside Christian. Yeah. Uh, Date, I know, gets a lot of, of extra trimming by some players, and it can be anybody. But the reality is, is that disc golf has been set by the course designers. Um, they try to maintain those as best as they can. We also, at Northside Chain Gang and other clubs, I know that uh, that uh, Cypress Disc Golf does it. I know that Prison City, they have their own courses where they have, as Hemi mentioned, courses are who take care of these issues. If you have issues with those things, please reach out to your fellow club members first. Um, but of course, if you want to clear underbrush, something that's laying down, something that's in the way, sure. But please just don't take it upon yourself just to make a different shot because it's easier um, because half of the point of the disc golf playing. Yeah, I think, I think unfortunately, that's just part of the growth uh, of the sport because, I mean, people that have been playing a long time and understand the, you know, the technicalities of, of a course and why it's built like it is aren't really going to go out and cut, you know, say like the tree on 18 at, at Stonebridge, you know, I haven't seen it. Yeah, I'm very that, I, they didn't. It. They didn't. They oh, didn't okay. cut that one. I, I was just my. I was. I was asking oh, okay. Alex if they cut that one because gotcha. that that would be unfortunate. Oh, you know. Yeah, it's the whole reason for the hole. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, that, well, my point is, it's bound to happen because you got a whole bunch of new people that really don't like trees at all when they first start off. 
you know? or even the brush behind the basket. Sometimes yeah. that's there for a reason. Um, a lot of players play to that brush because they want to go for an ace race and they expect that brush to kind of catch them. And now you can't go for an ace because now you're going to need to shoot back off behind the hole because people have taken it upon themselves to think that, hey, I'm always back here. My disc is always back here. I want to be able to throw from back here. And that's not what that course was set up for. Yeah. So if you're hole. new, you know, if you're new um, and you want to help out, yeah. you know, reach out to the Northside Chain Gang and, and uh, talk to Nate Clark and, and uh, you know, AP and us and or any of your local clubs yeah any of your local clubs south side north side central um huntsville you know there's clubs everywhere but i'm pretty sure that each one of them have someone responsible for that course but yeah it's growing it's growing and it's unbelievable i was again uh, at bear branch the other day and and it was just a backup of people that had no idea who they were talk about the photo you sent today and who who how you got that one um, it was off of a huge TV network. Oh, CNN. Yeah. CNN. <laughs> Discop. CNN. And somebody, somebody shot, and that was from Waco. Mm-hmm. The image of disc golfers being crazy and playing in the snow, and they, it ends up on CNN. I mean, that's cool. as big as you can get. I mean, that's as big as ESPN or anything else. You get on local TV, that's one thing. But to get on worldwide TV, that's another so we're getting well, huge. <clears throat> to wrap it up, um, Meredith's got her putting league, uh, putting uh, <laughs> seminar. Gosh, I keep, you started, Chris. I yeah, sorry. What Put- I have is our empowered. Uh, it's called our empowered girl, girl, girl free ladies, ladies clinic. clinic. Okay, it's, it's free. It's, it's going to be a great time. time. Uh, we're going to have stations that will rotate through, and we'll um, have special. Accommodations for those who are brand new and don't have discs. Don't worry, we will have you covered. So I'm so excited. That's a great idea. Look forward to you know some guys stepping up and doing the same thing because I'd I'd like to go learn some putting tips as well so and we're going to have somebody there filming it as well live we'll also be doing some post editing production uh post editing production i guess it is um of of the event as well uh just to show the amazing uh talent that we have in this area and the amazing job that meredith and her whole group is doing to bring this group of ladies because at first meredith was just concerned that she didn't have enough people that may show and now she has so many people she's concerned she has too many people that are going to show and that's a great problem so thank y'all for sir your support yeah well good show good show yeah i mean great to have a new member yeah well getting bigger and bigger and bigger in a new city which is just going to bring more eyes uh, to what we love the most. And, be, and remember, be a fountain, not a not drain. A I love that. <laughs> I love that. Be a yes. fountain, not a drain. But yeah. uh, do show her some love. Do show love her some her. support. That's for sure. Yeah. Welcome aboard, Chrissy. It's really, really good to have you. Thank you. You bet. Well, guys, until next time. Yeah. Cannot wait. We'll see y'all. Y'all do something nice for somebody. And until then, peace. Peace. <laughs>